What's up, what's up? Marcus Griffin here, and you're listening to Confessions from an Attic, joined by the lovely Lily. How we doing, Lily? We're doing good. That is good to hear. On this edition of Turn Up Tuesday, we will recap the weekend and my turning 40. Oh, my God. I already feel like I have a backache right now, and I feel like one of those people, you know, you buy a car and now it's all paid off. That's when problems occur. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've been paid off. Not worth much, but I feel like I've been paid off and now I'm having <laughs> issues moving forward. Um, how was your weekend, Lily? It was, you know, the end of the week. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, it was the end of the week. That's what... Uh, <laughs> It was Sunday, and now <laughs> yesterday, Monday, today, Tuesday. Okay, you know, no, it's an interesting week for me <laughs> as well. A lot of emotions, a lot of a lot of emotions. That is a very that was this weekend. I mean, you don't ever want to um, not feel grateful for the emotions, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm grateful that we feel. And I'm grateful that we can internalize. I'm grateful that, you know, indirectly we have that ability to push on. Um, you know, you never want to wallow, but there, there's something about it where you just... You sometimes, that- literally, sometimes people want to wallow. That is, you know, I, that, this weekend, <laughs> that was a theme of the weekend. And I look at it like, it's not right, and it's a stench to it. But, you know, like, you have, you, we've been in places where it's like a rut, and you go, dang, I haven't taken a shower in two days. It's not really good or healthy, but maybe that's what you need. So then the shower feels that much better. Well, and also, we are in an extreme drought in California. So, like, maybe maybe it's not the worst thing that you could do. Well, speaking of extreme droughts, I was in Palm Springs over the weekend for my 40s. How, how was that? Very family-oriented, but much needed. It was good, like, to see my daughter embracing growth and seeing growth, because she's now going head underwater, kicking, swimming. I was able yeah. to teach her a little bit. And this is why I just love the concept of a journey. Because when she was two, we tried to get her swimming lessons, and she almost drowned periodically for like two seconds, but the instructor was right there. But that's all it took. That little, I think I'm about to die moment. Yeah. I'm out of here to never be seen again till seven. But Interesting. Now it's like we're pretty much in the water all weekend. So those are going through a drought. There was no drought in Palm Springs, at least in the pools. And there's nothing... Speaking on this whole, like, I hate that we're still on the issue of the Roe versus Wade. As I break it down more, I guess it's more so federal isn't funding, making it a state's choice. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, because it's the California. I believe you can still get it. I, I can't. I would be surprised if it if you weren't able to here. Well, to my faith. It's such a, it's such a, like everything type subjects. We don't know. 
you know? But we what we do know is done correctly. A child is the best thing you could one of the best things you could do. I look at it one of the most fulfilling because there's a moment over the weekend where as much as I'm going through my self-deprecating attitude and my lack of accomplishments and whatnot, your kids, this is going to be funny, but it's not. Your kids are like animals in a sense. Like, they don't know what your day's like. They're just excited to see you. They don't know what your financial status is like. They're just happy to go somewhere, you know? And Mm -hmm. Saturday, we arrived in Palm Springs around 9 o'clock. And she was just excited. She stayed up for the whole trip. I don't know where she thought we were going to go. Obviously, a trip, it could, they, they, she could think we're in Arizona. You know, I don't know. But, <laughs> but to see the excitement and, and we went night swimming and she hasn't really swam at night like that. And so you go, all right. You know, there's just moments you go, all right, is it? Okay, so you're not you're not a millionaire at forty. You don't have your Mercedes, your Porsche, your BMW, whatever your preference of car is. You don't have this big mansion you thought you was gonna be in when you fantasized watching MTV videos. Yes, I went MTV, MTV videos because that's how old I was watching videos. Like I'm gonna have me the big block cellular phone, and now you're like, oh, that's just stupid. But. <laughs> They you did sell our generation opulence with Pimp My Ride and MTV Cribs. And, you know, that was kind of the social media before social media was like handheld of you should want this, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, okay, it still was a worthwhile trip. And I got to do one of my favorite things, which is gamble, which ended up losing on, which it was an interesting, it was interesting um, as we're leaving. Because I'm like, all right, I brought in 40, but I probably, okay, I lost 60 early in the morning, which you'll love this story because I'm, I'm 40 and still running my mouth, which is bad. But it was good for the casino, but it was bad. And I hope my listeners don't. After hearing what I did. So after I lost my quick $60, I get up, but I was like, I don't want to go home just yet. It was like five in the morning anyway, but I, like I, five in the morning when I got there, but I didn't want to go home. So I watched some players play and I just love it. I love a loose playing gambler. Now I love watching them. I don't necessarily love sitting down with them, which this group of individuals, these group of friends, Watch this gentleman sit down. I watched him pull out 400 and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, he's ready to gamble. He's been putting $20 on the side bets. I'm like, I love it. Go big or go home. Now, he went home or actually went to another table after I watched him lose 600 I don't know how much he took, but I'm like, I just start thinking of this sickness that we have as people. And I go, you really gave away 600 in less than 40 minutes. And I guarantee you, if there was an individual in me, you would question giving them $2, $5, $10, you know? And so I just sit there and I'm like, this is really a sickness. And as he lost, there was some turnaround moments where I watched him win majority back, won 300 on one hand. And I'm like, cool, 
pocket that and get up. And I'm like, yeah, right. Like, you would, Marcus? And I'm like, absolutely right. I'm still sitting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then I watched another individual on the end. He hit this side bet where if you get the same card, if you get a pair on your first two cards of blackjack, it's 13 to 1. He put $25 on it. I think he won $325, $350. Who knows? But they have this other side bet where if the dealer busts and you bet that they bust, depending on how many cards, is how much the odds are. Now, I'm already lost, Lily. But for the people that do bet, maybe you know what I'm talking about as far as on the blackjack table. So to get to my to get to conclude, I'm watching this one hand. And the dealer bust on, I believe, five cards, which means it's like 10 to 1. So she was paying everybody out. And Marcus had a Marcus moment. I go, isn't that 17? And the dealer catches it. And she goes, oh, that is. And I go, oh, shit. Why would I do that? Oh, my God. Yeah. Horrible. I but felt that, horrible. That- that's a Mark thing to do. Like, Very look, Mark thing to do. Me. No, that's that's actually that total's only seventeen. Yeah, the dealer stays Ew. on seventeen. She doesn't bust. But I just I'm looking at it and I go two. I go I go two, which is ten, and an eight, and a five. How the fuck she get a five when that's two two, which is nine, which is eight, which is seventeen? I go you got seventeen. Oh oh shit! I'm not even playing. And, then, and well, here's the thing. Of course, you weren't playing because had you been playing, Griff would have been like, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> yeah, definitely. For sure. And the white guy turns around and goes, "Who invited this guy in? Who let this guy in?" I was like, "Yeah." I feel <laughs> felt small, but I mean, I'm sick around just watch more. And I just watch the dealer after it's like the energy got sucked out of the room off that shit. When yeah. hand after hand is a gamble, I go, no way. It's amazing what possibilities of winning does. Because I just go, we literally sit here and just give this shit away. But then we'll complain on the other end about gas. Yeah. Then we'll complain on the other end about taxes. Because they had similar conversations talking about taxes and Joe Biden and blaming it on that. But then it's like, but throwing away easily five six hundred just that table alone that probably got two grand off them people in less than an hour so you go really it makes me go like why haven't we opened a casino uh we're not indians no i'm just <laughs> this is why i love literally like yeah let me just get the capital up we can just do it we can get some fun we can get some right uh, i'm like <laughs> Well, I've always go, I always go, damn, why can't we just run some underground? But it's like, you got to know people. You got to know people with money. You know, it's like yeah, everything. You have to have consumers. gamblers. <laughs> oh, man. Like. It's the 20s. Come on. Like how we, just don't run, how we just don't run you and I casino nights cloaked with the essence of a comedy show. Well, here's the like, thing. I don't know why we just don't. But we don't we have to have that kind theater. of money. To make sure you pay out. I used to work for a theater where they would have like casino night and it was like a an event. Um, and they would. That's and the how, thing with those events, the proceeds usually go somewhere. Yeah. Now, if they I, actually get there, I don't know. So 
that was one <laughs> part of my weekend. Another part was I get to be a small one. I get to be a a dad, and then a small figure of a hero. So I don't know if I told you the story completely. We get down to the pool, and as soon as we get to the pool, we see people, and it's already as we have a friend that talked about Palm Springs. It's always the connotations of swingers, homosexuality, all all of this going on, you know? Okay. And so then I just, my mind kind of on prepared for that kind of stuff. But <laughs> what I wasn't prepared for as I dip into the pool with, with my two daughters, 115, was this white guy who was with his wife. See, this is what I, I laugh at it because you always go, okay, married couple, they're always safe. We're in Palm Springs, though. So, you know, this married gentleman proceeds to compliment my daughter. Cool. 15-year-old. All right. We get it. One perfect, beautiful young lady. That's it. No, I'm serious. But if I had a daughter, you're my daughter, like, I'd follow you around everywhere. Like, I wouldn't want no boys to get next to you. Then that. Okay. Second time. All right. Gross. No, seriously. And then, and then you know, it goes three, four. And then I talk to her mom. I go, man, that motherfucker creepy. Well, you didn't, you know, she didn't say, you didn't say nothing like, why don't you say something? But it was a, it was a push button for me where I go, you're right. I do need to be more proactive in that way. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those moments where it got uncomfortable to where I was like, she wanted to tell, I told her like, hey, go play, go down the slide, go down the slide. Like, you know? Yeah. But I don't know if she was catching that in. Probably not. And this is why I go, this is why 15 is too young for anything. Because if you don't know what a grown woman would know, you don't know what a grown man knows. I know he's using the ploy of I'm a dad and I'm married to where it's like, well, how, how dare you say I'm hitting on her? She's, I'm with my wife. Did you see that one show that I think was on, like, TLC about, like, the grown couple adopting, like, a 20-something-year-old pregnant girl? And the the husband was super creepy and super gross. And, like, apparently had wanted wanted it to adopt a grown, an adult daughter prior to this one, but he couldn't. Because he developed feelings for her. And like the show got pulled, I wanna say like after two episodes or something, but it was like everybody, there was a moment where everybody's going like, What is going on here? You know, and it, like, it's it's beautiful. I had just to go with you know, because we do comedy on here. I go in mental checklist mode of as much as I self-deprecate, I also build up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so there's things in life where I go, okay, check this off. I'm not a child molester. Like, <laughs> I dated a woman with two kids. One was a little girl. Gave a little girl baths and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just thankful as I look and I go, who would really molest and touch on an innocent baby? Two, three, four Someone years really old. How baby. sick are you? And then my girlfriend goes, because you're not a child molester. I'm like, yep, check that off. Uh, yeah. I'm just a bad shit of worst things you could be. You go, all right, I'm not that. I'm not that. Eh? Yeah. You're okay. It's a power thing. Like, oh, and I mean, he kept on. And then finally I said, hey, that's enough, man. 
That's yeah. enough adult. That's shit. And as they got quiet, then my girlfriend goes, it got weird. And she gets <laughs> up and then he leaves and I go, oh, so what I did was wrong? And then what well, does like, the universe okay. say? Hold on. This what does the universe say? You did nothing wrong because the Armenians that are right in front of you that saw this kind of shit, what do they say? They go, thank you. He was like this yesterday with two young black girls. I'm like, and what creeps me out the most is I didn't want to shake his hand, but I wanted to let him know I am that man. I'm going to say something. And I'm not saying I don't know what you are. I'm not going to immediately judge and go, you fucking pedophile. I don't want to touch your fucking hand. I don't know because you're drinking, but you lost your all senses because you're 50 something. I don't know. But I'll shake your hand as we talk. And then he says, yeah, even even my wife says it's creepy what I was saying and doing. I really apologize. Da, da, da. I'm like, it's all good. But then I yeah. know later how and these are the stereotypes and reasons that we have for people where you go, white people are just fucking weird. Because I was talking to, my, talking to my girlfriend on the way back after we got out of the pool. If I ever hit on a young girl in front of you, please. Leave me. Don't be sick and twisted either. Your wife said it's creepy. Your own, you're doing, and she, that's what I'm saying. I know my senses aren't off. I know my spidey senses were tingling quite properly if your own wife is telling you this shit. And then I'm like, if you're the wife, how are you not divorcing him immediately? Well, maybe, like, she's justifying it as, like, he just doesn't understand that he comes off really weird. Or she's just, maybe he owns the house and she doesn't want to be homeless. So she's just like, eh. Nah, it was, yeah, it was weird. And then, and then I go like this and then I have the room, you know, and then had a, a, a griff moment. Like, now I slowly own the room as I go as they go around, I was like, just hit on a young girl. Like, y'all young. And then one girl's like, how old do you think I am, 21? Yeah, we just turned 21. And the dude was like, how old do you think I am? And I'm like, dude, you got a full fucking beard. What are you, 40, even though you look 24? He's like, oh, shit, I am 24. He's like, yeah, it's the beard. Now this is a conversation moment where it's like, the avid flow of Griff. Why well, go, hey, Griff, set the barn on fire. But then to be friends with all the people in the barn. I don't, it's just... You know, oh, don't worry about it. We got another one. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, and yeah, but it was just straight creepy then. And I think it really set me off because I go, he goes, hey, where's your daughter? Don't look at my fucking daughter. I know what he meant, my little girl. And that's what really set me off. Mm. Don't worry about my motherfucking kid. You know? And I just go, wow, it's just, it's just weird, but that happened, that happened, and yesterday, last day, it was just a good, chill day. Oh, it was a moment where the 40 hit me when I went to the jacuzzi, and I got the dad bod going on, and there's these young teenagers in it. One's a guy, one's a girl, and I go, fuck, I'm the fat slob you got to look at while I try to just relax in this jacuzzi. And then I go, why the fuck are you? Oh, you know, and I'm just like, I don't want to be no cock block. Go ahead. Fuck, I'll get out of here. I had an edible. You know what I'm saying? So with the edible, it's like the thoughts are like, you you old fuck, get out of here. You remember when you were 15? And I'm like, oh, shit. Now I'm the guy 15 and 16-year-olds are going to make jokes about. 
as more high schoolers came to the pool. And I'm just like, is it a Palm Springs fucking money thing? Why is it people with money? I've never seen ugly people look ugly with money. Well, no, yeah, because you can buy better. It's like the you lifestyle, your smile better. is better or something. You're just happy. It's like fucking, you don't think of your high school show where you're like, oh, y'all all, oh, all y'all got six packs and work out? Great. Even <laughs> the fucking girls, you're like, oh, y'all just the most exotic creatures on the planet that roll up. Oh, shit. I, and I just said, the, the, the 40s set in where it's like, I'm now the kids where they go, look at that fat motherfucker. What color is he? He's red in the face and white in the body. Who is he? A fucking, uh, he's a baboon looking motherfucker or something, you know? It just, yeah, but. So. He looks like, he looks like an ice cream sundae with a cherry on top. It really was like that. A fucking Neapolitan as I burnt. <laughs> I wanted to, and since where I, it is, if I had a body, I mean, it was in shape, you know? No man boobs going on. I would have definitely posted a pic social media. Like, who ordered lobster as I get burnt in that 110 <laughs> degree weather? I don't. Here's the thing is I feel like you you refuse to, like, admit that, like, no, dude, you need some block to. <laughs> no, nah, yeah. And that's what the whole cool thing about and it's on this Tuesday of Truthful Tuesday where you where I had a moment of reflection and this is where I know why I've like always escaped weed. Because weed tells you that truth, at least for me, that goes, however big you thought you were, dude, if you really step outside yourself, you weren't. You went to college to play ball. No, nothing discrediting that. You're a very talented, average to good ball player. Were you great? No, you didn't work hard at that. Let's be real. Were you faster than anybody on the team? Yeah, but you're also the only black person is on the fucking team. You weren't among, and just to say, you weren't amongst other athletes where you just where, smoked What school did you go to? Glendale Community College. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah, it was just that truth there. Then as much as you spin the stories of why I chose to work with my brother and, and, and I wanted a relationship with him and it was about the love and then Okay, and speaking of love, I moved to Vegas, and then and then all these things, and I just go to it myself. I, it, it's the resounding statement. Uh, older gentleman mentioned to me that I was a friend of mine. He's just he, he's just not ready to grow up. And I really look at all, of it and I was like, I never really was ready to grow up. I was always looking for the mentor or someone else to tell me what to do, direct this, or, you know what I mean. And so it's just like, you know, you have that aha moment, and then then you go. You know what? In spite of all the not trying to reach my full potential, you did shit of people that really fucking work hard. Like right now, you're even with everybody as you're all at the same resort. Yeah. No one knows what you make. <laughs> no one's like, <laughs> you're even. As we sit in this timeshare of just, and I sit there silent as he just goes, yeah, this is 10000 So if you just put $100 down a day and I go, I don't even have a hundred dollars and I gotta pretend that I can try to afford a timeshare. You know what I'm saying? Which <laughs> as much as you carry me with you, I carry you with me. Where I go, listen to my girlfriend break everything down. I'm like, these people really it's funny how they this country wants guaranteed money. When you when I say carry you with me, where there's always such a systematic 
thought process that goes on in your head. We're like, hey, you, this is yours. This is yours. You, 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 this is your whatever. You, you know, you buy this, you put it down. That's your week vacation. That's your timeshare. That's your, but hold on. What? No, you can't, you can't go during that time though. That's our business yeah. time. So it's a different right. It's a different rate, but you said it's mine. Yeah. In January, February, oh, when no one's there, well, yeah, we you trying to suck us to, and you you get it in those fine lines where it's like, oh, yeah, you want guaranteed money. That's all that is. That's $65 in your slow season. If you can get it from 10 people, you know, that monthly rate, $65 that you just automatically take out, automatically pay. It's you know that is your your place. Yeah. And you just want guaranteed money right now, and I just love it because it's like you got to get it now because after this merger, these rates won't be at the same rate they are. So it must act now. Oh, must act now. Like you don't conduct every one of these every fucking week for what the next four months. Next, it'll be like because you're my our new members of this new thing. We have a special deal. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Anytime there's a there's like an act now. It's like, no, it's not a good idea because you're putting, you're putting like a time measurable, like countdown, making it so that I can't properly think about it. And there's no time to think, act now, you know? Oh, they and definitely you never really act before It's an impulsive market, but all in all, I mean, Having a I, I health rape incest board <laughs> planning with your partner and your partner didn't plan out to be that partner. I go, yeah, that's that's I'm I'm old now. Why well, just go ma- marry then get pregnant? That's my whole thing on it. You know, I'm not even because it's, it's things I've read where it goes, oh. Just don't have sex. I'm not even saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying never I didn't I've never been one to understand this. Man with a condom though, you can't feel. I still feel shit with a condom. I even feel sometimes even better, bus with a condom just for the fact that I I know there's nothing going that, you know, for the most part. If that thing don't rip, no holes poke, it's all good, baby. I could rant just Bust off. I'm just thinking of your your joke about um like couch dick. Yeah, like a oh, love yeah. And I was like, it's like, you know, grandma's house when it's covered in plastic. You know what I mean? It's still a couch. It's not as comfortable, but like it's just fine. Get lost in a TV episode or something, you know? <laughs> Which and this is where I go. As my, you know, my, it was a beautiful moment when my girlfriend's helping me with jokes and it just came from out of nowhere. But then I go later, I'm like, they're good, but I, well, I feel like a sellout up there for saying them. Where I, she goes, let's be honest, man. If this was the 1920s and you had to decide because you know they don't know what you really look like, because there's a white couple and she goes, don't when you see white people, they just look like Trump supporters. And I go, <laughs> no, they just look like my other half of my family. Like I, I don't know what the fuck to say to you. It's like if you really had a choice in 1920s, would you go black or white? 
and I go, damn it. Like, I'd really like to go there. Then I go, oh, shit. That's the third black they hung this week. I'm going to be like, staying white is all right. You know what I mean? I'm like, trying to I'm- think of, like, how I would style you to, like, uh, make it to where we just 100% you just you're just a white guy and I feel like a trucker hat and flannel is needed some Wrangler or Levi's a flannel and a well-worn trucker hat yeah I definitely was like can that be your Halloween costume possibly but I definitely (laughs) was like oh I really want to be black because it's just such a I mean, let's be honest. It's such a coolness to it, mm-hmm. you know, and style would have you. And I hate to say it that kind of way because we're talking about people and it's not like I'm talking about somebody outside of myself. But I, I really believe white has ruined like I don't dance. You know what I mean? I, I, I know most of my Mark, work comes Mark from my white totally side. Mark totally whole, like, vibe. <laughs> it did. Like, I know my weight's from my white side, as I've seen all, the, like, my uncle gained weight, or obese. My mom was at one point. My grandfather, grand. So I'm like, my dad wasn't really fat. My, my, my other two brothers, not fat. And I go, yeah, I kind of wish my sister, who's mixed, she's mixed with half white, fucking fat. So I just go... <laughs> White teens fucking make fat people. Now, I know that's not the, you know, that is not, that's not true at all. But then I go, well, who created all this fat shit for these, for us to eat, though? The McDonald's, the in and outs White fucking people. You know what I'm saying? The shit that we like. Now, granted, black people do season the shit out of everything and salt it and season it and whatever the case may be, but I don't yeah. think they're getting fat over like Lowry's. Like, just, well, no. I mean, your cholesterol might get like, you're not supposed to have that so much sodium. Sure. Maybe you'll get bloated, retain water. Yeah. So um, then we go to this other joke, and I was like, that is really funny, but it's just so horrible. Because I go, I go, it is I, as, I, as this realistic, the realism of, of me, the totality of it, where I go, damn, I really have fronted most of my life. Now, I've been backed by decent and decent to average stats. When I mean that, I mean like the ex-wife, no, one's, no one was like, oh, she's ugly. You know what I mean? So like so you're it's like, it, like no he could pull some decent women you know what I'm saying now later you're I had like a bad judging record. yourself by like the validation of who you can pull it's not even a validation I'm judging myself based off how I speak because if you hear me speak at times you would think he's the funniest he's he's had all the women he's never made a mistake you know what I mean and granted <laughs> it's a that's why I'm like I look around and uh, that's why I say I don't like weed because weed be like come on dude really. Really, you got your ass crack showing at the pool. You like, are the fucking like plumber look it, right now, huh? It makes I like how you're like I don't like weed. It makes me more self aware, yeah. not self conscious, self aware. <laughs> no, yeah, 
You're like, it really knocks me down a peg, and I'm not here for it. <laughs> oh, it does. Because I go, as I jump in that, as I stepped in that jacuzzi, I didn't even go all the way in. I saw the, read the room, felt the vibe, and I go, fuck. Dude, what a I girl. Like, Another girl is there. One girl left. The guys, a couple guys there. I'm like, are they trying to set up a scene? Fuck. I'm not the 40-year-old that's going to sit there and be like, hey, how you, how you guys? Yeah, good-looking couple there. And then turn right into the individual, like, man, you better keep an eye on this one here. This girl here, I know if I was young. No, no. Get the fuck out of there, man. They, and I'm like, indirectly, then the weed goes, you just got punked by two white motherfuckers. And I go, no, nah, I didn't get punked. Nah, you didn't get punked. That's right, you left. You know, at least weed has this, like, pat you on the back. Like, that was good, you left. I love that when you get high, you get grounded. Oh, I do. And then my girlfriend's like, and then it, she, it was this almost want to come to the rescue as I go back. She goes, what happened? There are people in the sauna? Oh, I, was a, I was a young guy <laughs> and a young girl. Both of them were hot. I just was feeling like I'm the icky fucker that's going to come over here and just be in this jacuzzi because I need it for my bones and fucking aches and pains. And they're just <laughs> sitting there. Like, you want to make it hot and steamy. And I'm just like, now I'm going to be the fat fucker that's just watching this shit. And as the other teens are like, yeah, Sarah's coming over too. Oh, really? Oh, really? That's what you look like, Sarah? Ain't any of you fuckers just going to make me feel better about myself? And then the Agri-Kami Fitch-looking motherfucker, what the fuck? And I just, like, I, I, put my, I think I put my head down as I stepped out of the sauna. I just like, oh, yeah, baby, it was kids in there and I remember when I was a kid and I just don't want to talk about it but she goes do you want me to go over there with you yeah that'd be great just to show like, hey I gotta I'll get pussy too now I'm not just some fucking creep <laughs> you want to go make it out in front of the team <laughs> and I'm like I'm over here sitting down and that's why like I go you know what I could and there's gonna be a day where we have weed thoughts we write them down because I go this is funny and then one of the funny ones, I go to my girlfriend, I go, I do talk a lot of shit. Because I told my brother, I was adamant, like a like a black activist. I was like, slavery wouldn't have lasted if the motherfuckers would just join together, storm that house, and just killed everybody. And if right, someone dies, then someone fucking dies. You got to just be willing to die for yours. And my brother goes, and you would do that? And I was like, well... So my girl, I, well, I would be in the second row. You know what I mean? I was gonna say, I'd be, I'm in the back. I got your back. I'm in the second row. Like, yeah, let's go. Oh shit! Oh please, master, I was running to save you. As he shot three people in front of me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh please, man, I was trying to save you. I didn't want to join up with these people. Like, I just go, oh, you uncle fucking Tom. But it's funny. It's good stage funny. But then the you go. The fact that you would be the sunburned slave. Yeah. Mixed, like, <laughs> Who's that over there? That's a uh, Griffinson. He just a tan. It's just the sun, man. He ain't really He's black. He's always healing. <laughs> yeah, he over there always healing. Freckles. <laughs> yeah, and it's just so. Got a little burn with Russ Malavera, and um, yeah, what else? That's about all that happened. It's so cute when, you know, because it's like. You forget you're 15 when you're 40 or you're 30. But as I tell my girlfriend's daughter, I go, hey, like, there's some kids, high school kids, go mingle. What am I going to say to them? And I go, gives a fuck. But then I go, yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. But it just doesn't look right. You just watch my seven-year-old daughter. Then I go, yeah, it's probably best you watch your seven-year-old daughter. Because I had, like, a couple beers 
uh, edible and smoke some of this pineapple express. So yeah, maybe you should. And now somebody this- watched the baby that when she was two drowned a few seconds. <laughs> That was on the lifeguard, but I almost did watch a kid drown. That was on the lifeguard. I did. I and it, it's sad because there's some moments I remember when my girlfriend. Make sure my like, baby sing live, please. Well, this was uh my ex-wife's friend. She left her two kids with us. Why? Because the ex-wife always watches her. Anyway, we go immediately down to the pool. And I I'm very critical because as the brother holds on to the rail. The little girl kind of steps in and she jumps in and is immediately drowning. Not even like face for me. It's just, <laughs> oh, oh, I was like, hey, get your sister. Then I'll drown. Oh, you both, you motherfuckers don't know how to swim. Now I'm mad at them for not swimming. Then this is literally the attitude in my head. Fuck, now I got to put my phone down. Hold on. Let her oh, hold man. for 20 more seconds. I'll be right with you guys. What happens? <laughs> And I wish I had a camera that was functional then. I wish it was recorded. This fucking white dude out of nowhere jumps in like, you know, the guys are like in ocean waters drowning and they jump out of an airplane straight down, hands to the side. So he runs on the pool as he was laying in his little cot, but he runs, he sees this perfect jump down slide, saves and I'm like, really? That, that's that, that was a little... All right. I appreciate you, but I was a little fucking dramatic, bro. Like, I feel like, I feel like Jim all week in the office was like, all right, I'm going to, you know, go to Palm Springs and resort and I might, I might even save a life. Like, that's going to, I'll be like, you know, lifeguard status, jump in. And then like the second he heard, like, (laughs) oh, this dude was on it. I mean, I can't be mad. Well, this was in Vegas. But I'm mad that I, I think back and I go, I really was being logical and critical. Like, if you couldn't swim, why would you step in this this deep end right here? And I'm literally <laughs> blaming the kids. I'm I like, love how, like, that's, I am that's the adult logical. watching. So I'm glad I had a kid later because younger <laughs> would always be like, why would you think you could smoke cigarettes? Because I watched too. Good answer. Okay. But... <laughs> and that was another thing I was, I was, as I was just thinking about because the dude was... The dude was just trying. The father dude, the married dude, like, you, you you smoke? No, you don't smoke? No, she doesn't smoke or drink. None of that. That's weird. I'm like, what the fuck is your... No. You know what I mean? Was you asking her for her Instagram? Stop. And it, it wasn't like a, you, you want to drink. It, but I'm like, it's the prime where I go, why the fuck is that your concern? Yeah. And I felt good as a parent because I go, where are you going with this? Even though she does drink and does smoke, I go, no, no, she doesn't do none of that shit. She's good. And I just go, damn, I thought I could have another conversation with adults where the ex-wife and his wife, I just say ex-wife because I want him to leave her. He heard me, him. But we're having good conversations talking about the Roe versus Wade. And I go, thank you. No one brings these things up in an argument. Because she goes, it's mixed feelings. I said, same. And we had this vibe where she goes, when you're on your seventh to eighth abortion, no. I'm like, thank you. No one mentions them in any other argument. Nah, they always go rape, incest, something extreme. But they never go, hey, 
we, we never have any money to speak up. And I just leave the, the issue alone because it's just going to be more ignorant spouted if someone goes, that, that doesn't make a difference. It's still our choice. Really? You killed eight fucking bodies? Eight lives? You ain't going to strap one up. Here's the thing. If, like, if there are people out there that are like, I'm going for a, a whole dozen, like, maybe don't make them a mom. Yeah, like, I don't, don't know, but I don't you know how you do that. This than... lady doesn't care about babies. <laughs> like, that's a lot of babies. So maybe, maybe you should just don't make the, the baby killer a mother. It's probably. And like I say, I just get stuck on that because I go, this is what this world has become. Well, where... I think, I think the, what is what we don't talk about as a society and I, I would love women to kind of be more open with each other like this and acknowledge that not all of us are the mother archetype yes we all have the oven not all ovens work but not all of us have that nurturing mother like mindset of I want this some like some are more you know, I'm a great fun. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I but want. That's why I will. Or just I hate kids. Like, there are people, there are women that like to just because you're born a woman to think that if you get pregnant, you have to make sure that that comes to fruition. When pregnancy can happen on accident, doesn't seem fair. Because what if on accident? Yeah. How can you? How can one of my friends had was on birth control? She took um, a migration medicine. Was not told that taking her migration medicine migration was my migraine medication. There we go. You know, she's always migrating, so she had to take medication to stay put. Anyway, it made her birth control no longer effective, and she now has a baby. And I don't think that if that would have happened to a woman who genuinely never wanted to have kids, or maybe she's like a career woman and that is her baby, or you know what I mean? But but here's my thing on that. So you don't think that they, based on that, and you bring the evidence forward, like, I, I, I'd like to believe this society just isn't like, oh, too bad, cutthroat, got to keep it. No, I guarantee there's just going to be circumstances where it's like, give me the proof of, of this. And I understand. So we were like, why do I need to prove anything to you? Possibly that's the attitude. But I'm like, Well, okay. and that's why I think it should be more, like, I don't think... That as soon as soon as you go into like give me proof of the deets of like this is why is this eighth abortion you know I got oops you know what I mean but again I think it's it should be um, it shouldn't even be a factor we're thinking about there are so many other things that we need to actively be it's. It's like the blue and the red battle is like, we want weed. All right, you got your weed? Well, we want abortion. You know what I mean? 
Well, my girlfriend brings up this good argument saying that eventually white people know they're going to be the minority. And yeah. Then she gives me these facts that it's actually white people to get more abortions than any yeah. other race. So, that's, that's, so it's the, that's remember when I was telling you about it's a whole thing of how we think and the eugenics of it and knowing of who's really uh, like the white woman who is starting to be the like, I don't need to have kids. And if I do have kids, it's going to be far later. And like, what is the agenda of this? Who is really going to suffer for this? You know? Yeah. And. And either way, the answer is going to be women. And that just kind of sucks. It kind of sucks that we have a society. Oh, it sucks. I, I made this joke to the to the wife. I go, it's so interesting. Like, that's why when I'm at Zen, I, I don't in a Zen mode, I don't go. It's horrible. It's been, I always think it's fascinating. Like I said, it's interesting because as her husband goes, and hey, you don't you don't ask a woman her age, you know. And I'm like, oh yeah, of course, because she's. I don't know if I, I didn't even pay a compliment at that point, you know. But I go, it's interesting how the society kind of this is where it got us from is control of the Roe versus Wade. Well, I go, the society in general holds women to be put on this pedestal, but then goes, but we want to determine what pedestal we put you on. But yeah. you're up there. It's not so but much a pedestal, it's a gilded you. cage. It's what? It's not a pedestal, it's a gilded cage. Good way of looking at it. We're still looking yeah. up to you. That's all I'm so, saying. Okay. We're still looking up to you. We still have the admiration. That's just so that you can see if our Now, I, it's <laughs> sicker when you put a gilded cage. Because I go, I see gilded cage, I see prisoner. Y'all ain't fucking prisoners, so don't act like that. Now, it is unfair. It's, it's interesting because in the minds of men, it goes, it's unfair, but we would rather have it that way. We'd rather flip sides. It's unfair that we approach you in the sense of, like, not now, but it, there was a time we automatically took you out to dinner and paid. We automatically... Provided the security if we could. Well, like, yeah, I get it. You don't, I get it. You don't want to feel like you've been bought and controlled. No one does. But yeah. But then again, nah, there's some I mean, men, there's some men in that, and I'm not trying to step on any toes, but when you look at things from like an analytical perspective, as far as how I look at the ratio of my woman, I go, yeah, I get it. I get, I get a sense of where now I'm getting back to where I, I'm supposed to, where I, I, you know, for the most part, it was a healthy life of mine where I chose someone that was intelligent, where I chose someone that kind of wanted the same ideals. Now she's one that makes it happen. But what I'm trying to say is I go, now that I've had this taste of this life and now I want to better myself, I'm not going to go with someone that doesn't travel. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm not going to go down. I'm You're not like, going to take down. You, you definitely have a lot of like the female energy of like, I don't like once you have a standard, this is this is now new standard. Oh, like, I'm definitely the woman that I was like, look, I was pretty years ago, but I had a kid. So <laughs> like I do that. You know what I, 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 
Like, <laughs> and, I'm, and then that's what I just say at the same time. I love that weed keeps me grounded because I go, you think you were handsome them fucking dudes that was all in shape and shit? You weren't. You just were liked by the, you just were, you, it's just what everything would like. You know? Mm-hmm. The person that gets liked a lot, they're going to think that their whole world is going to be everybody likes me. Ten? Yeah. Come on, dude. Ten people. We're, and the other person just as a mildly puts up with you. You know? Yeah. And, you know, it's, it was a, it was a good weekend of the reality check. And, but at the same time, it was good. Like, this is a reality check. But guess what? Your reality's better than most. And it doesn't always have to be your reality. You know? Because mm-hmm. the reality is, two years ago, you were three or, three or four years ago, you were in San Diego tied up with a crazy bra. And you encouraged <laughs> the toxicity. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. A year ago, you was loving somebody that, nothing against RV people. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But RV? RV, like, oh. you know, recreational vehicle, like trailers. You better no not. Ask. It. Huh? You better not. Like, that's, you know, I'm getting a bus. <laughs> well, if that bus keeps it rocking. No. Um, so it's like, it doesn't have to be your your reality, you know? And this is just like I say, I don't know if we're going to have a running theme. But I learned once again a friend who reached out who's doing bad. And I'm this gentleman. As judgmental and critical as I am. Now nah, I am. I just am. I'm judgmental based off of facts. I'm judgmental based off of history. You're I'm not human. judgmental you're where judgmental. I look at something. Huh? You're human, so you're judgmental. Humans judge. Well, it doesn't He's come without the evidence. That's all I'm saying. So I don't know if that makes me what it makes me. Because, you know, we look at words and we, we value, we, we uh, critique terms and whatnot and break them down. And so I just go with the judgmental part of it all. I'm like, I like being judgmental. Some people say it's a bad thing. I go, no, I know that A plus B will equal C. And I don't need to see B as I'm going once statistically everything in tune, I don't, I know the formula already. And here it is. This is a friend of mine who's now was once in a homeless spell. Then she puts out there on Facebook, like, you know, hopefully she doesn't listen to this, but if you do, you don't need to do all that to yourself. It doesn't have to be a reality long, but the reality is you need to make better decisions. The reality is you need to grow the fuck up. The reality is certain shit was bad when it was first bad. That's what I'm just trying to get at with everything that we go on in this self-discovery kind of mission is trust. There was a flame, a flicker, a dust, something before it caught on fire. We like to go, it's on fire. How unfair. No, it wasn't fair that you ignored the lit match that you didn't put out. You know, it was unfair that you ran over oil and you, you, you spilled a little oil, maybe inadvertently, maybe you did it yourself. I don't know. But it, it you know what I'm saying? There's it's always signs before it leads up for, to the big thing. Huh? It's taking agency and accountability of your own, like your own part in where you are 
because if if every if life is happening to you, then you're not you don't have any intentions and you're not able to direct your own course. So whether good or bad, you did it. Move on. Yeah, and I go to you know, as we reach out to whoever's listening or try to talk to whoever's listening, where like we say, with the struggling and suffering and everything, it's not it's not bad to go back to where you escaped from. It's bad to stay where you bad to stay there like i i cannot you know what i mean i'm not like i'm gonna get in shape to relive my baseball years what the fuck you look like a silly person you know what i mean i'm not trying to you know go back to you know i'm just just saying like this whole we went in some time capsule i mean if you think about it suicide is still existing but we're still the people that go Hey, we'll be there if you talk. There's all these programs. There's all these hotlines. And I'm like, nah, seriously, we're there if you talk. I'm here, Marcus.Griffin68 at Yahoo.com. Which thank you, Marcella, for sending us a, a an email, finally. We Who's have that? Marcella. Shout Marcella. Out oh, she emailed you? No, she emailed you. Oh, let's see. I feel like this is where I need to ramble about something just like to fill it in here. <laughs> well, um, thank you, Marcella. Shout out for that. Um, I look forward to reading this email. And <laughs> I love how, like, no, how long has it been one. like, please email, please. And be like, all right. <laughs> but there is something to be said as I have this, the, the moment over the weekend where I go, there's active people and non-active people. That's it. Active people. Well, the one I saw was uh, years ago when I finally decided to like, you know what? I'm giving up like TV is it's not it's active people and not active people and producers and consumers, meaning you have the people that consume and um, they go to work to make the money to consume. Right. And then you have the people that aren't uh, content with just being a consumer. They have to create and make and produce. And it is definitely hard. It's harder to be a consumer than or a producer than a consumer. But it's, it's, I wouldn't want to do it any other way. Nah, it is, um. Like I go with, like, you know, us, we, we, we see the theatrics and then mm-hmm. we go, Hey, there's someone behind there pulling a string. Do you see that? And everybody's yeah. just looking at theatrics or we go, mm-hmm. there's a side door. What is that for? And so what's, I what's just that go, man behind the curtain over there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just go with everything with suicide. I go, Okay. It's, it's continuing. What? Who wasn't there? You know? And then you go... Well, and I think it's hard because, like, it one, you're never going to know. We're never going to know now because people, um, you know, when they end their life, you can't ask them. However, 
it's hard to really like to ruminate over why um, isn't helpful, especially because you'll never get to know. And to kind of, I think that what's dangerous is to come up with your own assumption. Is the more you feel, the more you ask, why did this happen? Why does this happen? Uh, you put your answer when you you never know. It could literally be to some of these medications um, cause people to have, you know, severe thoughts of of suicide, and it might not have even been something um, that. I think it's just wrong to put so much on what could we have done? What, you know, when someone decides to, to check out, it, it's for so many reasons. And honestly, it's so funny because talking about um, emotional weekends um, for ground zero, I wrote a, I wrote a bit, but it was actually more of a, because Ground Zero is definitely more an open forum where you can do anything, really. So I did a a joke, but it was more in the, in the vein of a poem, because the whole premise was, I was recently so disrespected that I wrote a fuck you haiku. So I made the whole bit rhyme. Um. And it was called emotional conflict. And um, it's funny because it's funny how so much of my friends are going through parallel situations, not necessarily the exact same situations, but theme, premise, feeling, um, you know, I have one, a lot of them is, is like, is cycles, you know, we're all in cycles that keep us down and we're having a hard time kind of learning to discern and, and not remembering that, yeah, you might get this spout of, I'm okay. Okay. That was bad. I'm going to do better now. And then start doing better, really focusing, really be driven, but not even remembering that like three months ago, yeah, that's called the new moon. You know what I mean? Your energy is back. You you drug yourself through the dirt and to the point where you're like, all right, all I can do now is stand up. Then you're going to pick yourself up. You're going to then work hard to get yourself right but because you don't have you're not changing anything it's gonna the cycle's gonna repeat well i was just going as far as uh, to my point i was just going um it's more so saying i will be that active like it was a good moment because i'm like i'll be that active voice on the luma this week it's like you you get this this like, I look at life's journey as I'm Zelda. And I'm supposed to go around, collect stuff, maybe swing You're my Zelda? here and there. All right, then I'm Link. Huh? Then I'll be Link. Yeah, and so it was more so where it was just everything answered. Where it's like, nah, you're an active voice. 
as I, I as I try to be. And I appreciate. Is it Maricel? You said Marcel. Oh, Marcella. Marcella, because I go one is one, and then as I say what I say to the dad, and you know, because a lot of times speaking up, you go. I. It's more so. I've always cautious of the others around that I do when I do it, you know? And I go, I don't want this whole thing. We're on vacation, but saying it. And then you go, you meet four or five other people that's like, yeah, he was doing that yesterday. And I'm like, so then you look at it and you go, oh, y'all didn't say nothing. Y'all watched. You know, and that's why I just, I just, unfortunately, this is, I mean, it's the same narrative with everything that goes on to the day. You're going to be active about it or not active about it. But I'm like, hopefully we can spread a message where it's like, the more you're active about it, the more the non-active parts of you go away. You know, some days they, they rear their ugly head. You don't want to do anything. But I always evaluate a week where I go, all right, three out of the four days wasn't bad. You know? Yeah. And that was a great weekend, but but and I had the very beautiful Lily taking pictures and recording, which I basically manifest something with the recordings, with all of it. I think there's going to be something that comes from it. I'm hopeful. Yeah. But I just want y'all, as we get back on this Tuesday, just to just be active, an active participant in your own life and the lives of others. I don't even know if it's alive to others so much because I've noticed when you, you do a good, like I didn't, I, I was spent, don't get me wrong. I spent time with my daughter while we're at the pool, but I go, the pool was there. You know what I mean? Giving her this opportunity to have as much fun as she did. She's going to have it. Whether I was there, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. if you're just actively doing something for you with the thought of others in mind, it might be just half the battle. Mm -hmm. So I just want y'all to actively be positive throughout your day. Lily and I love have you. Like I What's that? Have intention. Indeed. As you grow throughout your day. Thank you, Lily, for being my special co-host. <laughs> y'all have a good day now. You listen to Marcus Griffin and Lee Lee. On Confessions from an Attic, which I think this will be the week we change it to new perspective, and we're gonna well, yeah, on page. I feel like this was a, a perfect closure for like Confessions of an Attic. One, because I feel like in this we kind of wrapped up some of the the themes. We had the suicide wrap up, the Roe v. Wade uh, wrap up. Like I feel like we were putting a, a chapter and on this, even though I do feel like the next. The next step in evolution of us is going to be kind of the recovery. It's like confessions of an addict is, is when you have to actually acknowledge like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I am. And now that's part of the steps in realizing that, but how do I get better? You know? And there you have it as we close this out. Stay tuned for more promising things to come. Y'all have a great day. Once again, marcus.grimman68 at yahoo.com. Best to email because I think eventually with this whole new perspective, we're going to get a whole new 
Instagram page. I was a, just thinking that. A joint, I was like, a joint account, if you will. So, all but, right. Um, you guys have a great day. Talk to you later. Welcome, welcome. As we begin a new in the Zenergy Zone, I'm quite excited for this next chapter. My name is Marcus Griffin. Marcus Griffin, as we step into the new chapter, I forget my name. Yes, Marcus Griffin. You still get a little bit of taste of confessions from an addict, and you still definitely miss Lee Lee on the line, my beautiful co host. Welcome to the Zenergy Zenergy Zone. How are we today, Lily? Okay, good. Yes, I feel like we're starting off to a right start. As you see, I get into this monotone. <laughs> Go about going about doing this new podcast, embracing positivity, embracing love, and embracing change because that's the one thing that's constant. That's the one thing that keeps its flow. That's the one thing that shields the lack of productivity. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of psyched about today's episode because I have a couple of questions. Um, one, does money change moods? Yes. Or the appearance of it? Well, I guess it depends, because if, if you're making me just, like, look at a bunch of money that I can't have, it's not really so good. And it's interesting, because I spoke, I remember one time, my brother, as we are talking, because he, he's, he's a successful businessman, and someone I respect. And it was interesting. He said one day that it seems when he had less money is when he was at his most happiest. Oh, for sure. And then I go about having this Palm Springs weekend where I really didn't have money. Now, I was granted beautiful blessings along the way doing a show. I got blessed with some money. It was my birthday. So it was a little bit of birthday money that fluctuated into my pockets. But the... It was there my count? No. But I was happy. But then fast forward today when DoorDash settled some type of case and <laughs> money was blessed with me, blessed with it being in my account, I go, oh, wow, mood changed. I was, my girlfriend's daughter walks in the room. Can we pick up our dog from Nana's house? Yes, we can. Let's go. <laughs> and it was this urge to hurry up and quickly get gas, quickly get money, quickly get something to eat. Because I understand with the way my life is set up, something could be taken yeah. out at any time. <laughs> quickly pull it. Yes, quickly pull it. Give me one second. Now, oh, dang, we're vibing. Hold on. Hold the thought. No, we know we're going <laughs> to keep going. Because I had a friend call and... It's one of these times where I go, as quick as I get money, as quick as I want to play and give it away. So, no, we're going to keep. And that's the beautiful thing about change. That's what I'm saying. Usually I would answer that call, interrupt this progressive podcast we're doing here, 
and go, hey, yo, I got some money. Let's make some, let's play some ponies. You know what I mean? Not saying mm-hmm. that I'm not a little late. Well, technically, technically. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Get into you it. Said, you said that we're moving into change and we all have vices. Like coming off of uh, Confessions of an Addict and kind of realizing the only way that we can get our, you know, our zen, zenergy up, you know, is if we kind of release the vices. And we all have things that we, like, I think that that's what I really like about what's happening right now. Is that like, like the three of us, me, you and JP are like both apexing together in a situation of like, something's got to give and even if that's giving up you know what i mean yeah the giving up is the letting go um i and and it's so interesting because i love wordplay and i get into the breakdown of vocabulary and certain statements that get made and certain phrases words and whatnot and some people of course it is good to give up vices Gambling being one of them, drug addiction another. And giving up and letting go, I think some people think it's, it's, if, it, and, and please, if any addicts need, have any thoughts on it, but there is something too spiritual when you say I'm powerless against this. And it's this submissiveness where you go limp and just, understand that hey you won you're right and i'm out you know and i think as i struggle with my addictions and vices i need it's that hard that hard like oh but i know i could beat you it's that egotistical way that you got to give up in in the letting go because you know, it was just over the weekend, like I had money on that table and I was winning hands and this is comfortability, like I'm back, baby. And it's like, but just still the same result. And it is so true as my girlfriend's like, you might as well play the rest of it. And I go, well, it's 35. I came with 40. What's your problem? And she says, you need to see, which is almost like she finally understood it sometime of knowing who I am. She goes, mm-hmm. you need to see you. You never win. <laughs> And we put so much emphasis to the ego part of that where we go, are you calling me a loser? And it's like, no, I'm calling the well, game yeah, rigged. Mechanisms and- what we need to understand is people, sometimes the, the game is rigged. Yes, yeah. you can win. It will never be as often as you like. Yeah. And it's that understanding that in anything which is considered a gamble and chance, it's like, you it's could like be on the other side of it. What are you losing so that you can win? Oh, it's definitely the sanity. And that's what we tried it with this. Well, energy. and money. A, like, you lose a lot of money just so that you can say that you win a couple of times, you know? You know, and that's... To the addict, they never look at the real um, variable. Because the variable is money. Yeah. But it's nothing to us. You know? Yeah. And so as, as we come into this energy zone, we just want the ones that are listening, 
we want peace elevating at its highest. We want love elevating at its highest. And what I've come to understand with these things, and my next vice will be cigarettes. I realize when I'm not smoking the same way when I'm putting healthy, like drinking a lot of water. I won't say putting healthy food, but there is something to be said about having a fruit in your diet. Yeah, There's something to say about a healthy diet. Because see, I think what people really don't discuss is when you're elevating high, how to maintain and control it. Because mm. there's sometimes you're really up and you go, I don't know if I like this feeling. And you know, I'm spiritual and I go, okay, let's just say Peter did walk on that water. Can you imagine though the power that you have to walk on that water? And I think a lot of us have this walk on water kind of energy and we go, oh my God, we're walking on water. And that's when we fall. Yeah. You know. And so for this energy, it's just, we we balance at a high level. That's what I, I just want to achieve through this podcast. We're balancing at a high level that requires low maintenance. As much as you think that you need to keep these things up, it's more so, it's a pace that I'm realizing to everything. More words. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's interesting? I don't know if there was a rebuttal there. I was I was watching this video yesterday. We're watching one of my friends go live. And this gentleman said something where I had to examine myself. He okay. said something as far as relationships, communication, and, and he spoke very eloquently. And I go, you know what's interesting? You know when someone speaks knowledge, when you don't rebuttal, you don't need to add to it. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, like a flower blossoming. It's just what the flower <laughs> is to be. There's no, the I want to water it. I want to know it. Yes, you maintain it, but it did what it's supposed to do. Yeah. And that's that main focus. I just, you know, as I get into this, we get into this new page, this new, new chapter. I'm like, we, this, this podcast here is going to do what it's going to do. And. Yeah, so how how has your day been? Well, (laughs) I am experiencing metaphorical procrastination, I guess. Because, well, mind you, um, like I know I have a task that I have to do, but um, doing it in the sun just is not really doesn't make any sense so I've kind of had to wait for the sun to go down to be able to do this task and so I have been trying to bide my time in the meantime with productivity as like knitting so that I can get my inventory up Um, and what's interesting is I have been really taking the time to symbolically understand life while untangling this ball of like mess of yarn that I have been doing since last night. Like I started, I started knitting yesterday evening and um, I realized that 
the yarn had been pulled the wrong way. So I was going to have to, I was going to run into tangles anyway. And so I stopped knitting and I started detangling. But this Gordian knot is teaching me more about trial and error. And because like, I've, I've had to come at this knot, like, it, mind you, it's not just one knot. It is, you know, when you have a, uh, like a jewelry box and there is just a tangled mess of necklaces and, you know, jewelry and bracelets and stuff. Yes. I have been dealing with that in yarn form. And it's funny because at one point I was like, you know what, this is going to feel really good. Once I get this yarn detangled and balled up and then knotted into a headband and I'm going to be so proud of this headband because like it really, the time and energy, I didn't give up. I didn't just like cut it. I didn't stop. You know, I really, I want this and I don't care what it takes to get it. I, I like, I fell asleep detangling. Like I woke up today with like yarn on me. You know what I mean? And part of me is like, oh, this is really good. This is a good exercise in don't give up, exercise in like life sometimes gives you challenges that you feel like you cannot, it's just too big, it's too much, it's frustrating, you want to give up. And in my head, I'm like thinking like, okay, this is really good. I'm going to feel really good once I get this done. Um I'm wary about coming across a knot because that's happened to me before where I will detangle and I'll detangle and then I'll come up to a knot that is just like, nope, I can't get this and I'll have to cut it. And I'm like, that's not going to happen this time. You know, all of the, all of the things. And as I'm reaching the point where it's, I feel like I'm at the end of it um I'm thinking like was this a good use of my time (laughs) like I mean I I am happy that I'm I'm kind of getting all of those like metaphorical things but like yeah I mean I kind of know that but also to sit here and like put myself through this you know frustration and it feels like it feels like like living through my own little challenge that I know is hard. And basically, I'm pretty sure it's going to give me the confidence to tackle what I know I need to do once the sun goes down, if I can get it untangled. But and isn't it interesting with life where, like, with the going back to school on my end, I go, okay. is this a waste of my time? And then I hit this bump in the road with this statistics class. And it's like you're tangled up yarn where I go, yep, metaphorically, here we are always at the point of when it gets difficult, we quit. Yeah. So one, it's not a waste of your time because that's what you enjoy doing. I, Two, but I'm not, you're, I'm not you're enjoying stimulating this. your mind. I am not enjoying this at all. Like, at all. Because, like, there was a point in time where I was like, okay, it's almost done. And I realized the way in which I was doing it was just causing more knots 
because the way the yarn is, um, like I would, I would detangle a huge section and then the pile that I had already detangled, once I like try to connect that and make a ball, I'd realize it just retangled itself. So like I had to kind of come up with a new strategy to a new in a new way. And, and I did appreciate like, yeah, I get it. That's like life. But it's also like, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> and see, even that, the questions that come up and it's just from yarn. Right? Like, you know, as I, it, it was a beautiful weekend. Because that question is big of why am I doing this to myself? Like, why do we choose to, like, we'll think about negativity before positivity. We'll think about the lack thereof versus what we already have, you know. And I mainly, I, I talk, I, you know, I hope y'all understand that we, you, Lily and I brain the same where we, we understand the beauty of being works in progress. Mm. And at the same time, we understand the progress that is already made for the progressive way we think. Yeah. Because some people will be like, let me get rid of this yarn and who cares? I don't want to do anything with it or have anything to do with it. Or this is a complete waste of time. Yeah. And Where... then weird is in some way it's their voices that I'm hearing. Because it's not my own. Like my own, I am stubborn and I would do this, you know, until it was done. But then I hear in the back of my head, like, is this the, is this the smartest thing to do with your time? You know, and and even though I don't, I don't know how accomplished I'm going to feel with my headband, but I will tell you, it is definitely going to be a symbolic headband because I'm making it for work, you know, and it's not it's, yellow, it's, is it? It's not. It's <laughs> black. <laughs> and that's why I say I love the way Lily brains, Lily brains, because Okay, yellow's off limits. What about black? What about purple? Oh, yeah. What about blue? Like we're gonna we that are gonna exactly... get to the source to where yeah. you break before I do. Yeah, because I, I already made a blue one for work. Like um literally almost the next time I the next shift, I just I was like, fine, I know I can wear blue shirts. So if they tell me I can't wear a blue headband, I will not understand anything. And, and this there might be of Lily where the thing about Lily, she has to have a sense of freedom and her own no matter where she is, no matter what corporation, company yeah. she works for. There has to be something that she goes, this is my own. Yeah. This is something that I'm my own entity if no matter where I'm at. You don't own, you can own this, you can't own that. Mm-hmm. And, and you I don't need brain like that me. because I think that's where, you know, as we, you know, we're going about this podcast and our conversations where there's the understanding that there's no real, just to use your yarn, there's, there's, there's a, there's a, a finale to it, but then there's another step to the finale that you've reached and that's where I mean for mental health with me it's like okay you conquered this there's something else 
because something else will be presented. And for the people that suffer, it's tackle each task one step at a time, understanding that it's okay that there's plenty of tasks before you. Because um, there's plenty of examples. I watched um, Umbrella Academy. I got into it. And there's this one scene where this guy's just stuck in a spaceship for 900 and some days. And you go, Jesus, it's his own prison. You know, there's a time I got high. I was going to say super high, but, and I mean high, when I say high, I mean, you know, the flowers or the oil or the, or the, the juice, you know, as I, as I'm slowly coming into my own of, yeah, I really need to turn to weed a lot more. Cause it, it really, like, as we stop talk about, it keeps me self-aware and, and grounded. And I'm laying there and my trip goes, Hey, this is my hell. A grown man still in his mother's house in this same room with now no TV. I'm going back to the same place when I was 13 and everything was taken away from me or possibly Mm -hmm. 10 or 11, however it was, however long I was on punishment, which I go deeper and go, I continue to punish myself. This is this hell that I am in where there's no... You know, because people will constantly treat hell as it's a a bottom. It's yeah. a fire. It's a it's a, a awful evil place. But no one looks at hell as far as they're their own devil's work. I mean, and sometimes that's why, like, optimism is so important to have because sometimes I sit back and go, "This is my own work." And even dis- in spite of the work that I've done to destroy myself, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. So you're a work in progress until it's done. Well, I just want, as we go with this yin and yang model, I just want people to understand that as much as you did that much damage, the flip side of it is how much you could do that much building up. Yeah. It's easily as easy as possible. It's, Tapping into resources. And I think as I'll never understand why it is hard to ask for help. As kids, we do. As kids, we go, can you reach that? Can you open this? Can you? And it, it, I know it's, why it's hard to ask for help. What's that? I know why it's hard to ask for help. And of course, well, you, I mean, I'm just guessing or assuming as I've tried, I think I've listened to you a lot, where it's the assumption that there's, there's the no response. There's the lack thereof. It's yeah, it's the rejection. It's the because here's the thing: it's hard enough anyway to admit that you don't have it, right? And I challenge you to say this: How many people are you asking for help on the rejection side of the game? Okay, give me a number. There's a point where it's like, give me a number. What's a lot? Well, my three knows five. 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 Where I'm like, you know what? I'm not supposed to get help because I don't know to like reach out to anymore. See, and that's why I challenge the people when I go because we do this. We got to break these this this dialogue down where you go. You ha- you know, there's so many statements, blanket statements, and I get on my girlfriend about this with always, never, no, there's no, no, there's no absolute in that. Yeah. So that's the mentality that needs to change with with everyone you know 
because but that's, that's I mean that's something that why, why last it's night right. I went last night I went on my group chat for math statistics class I asked two people one person responded I, I <laughs> hey I'll take that two, one out of two 50 percent I'm, I'm I'm batting good and then the one that I I get on you know she's helped me today and simplified stuff and I get it I we have discussed this plenty of time of privilege and chance and opportunity and what and who gets handed what and all this kind of stuff. And it seems easier. Is it the issue at times? Do you think with people where it's like, it's harder for others and harder for not, and it's harder for others, less harder for some. And the ones harder that it's harder for, it's that throwing the towel mentality. I, I think it's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of things compounded because like, one, at least for me, it's hard to ask for help. Um, partly because, like, I want to know I can do it. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm stubborn in that way. And then when I genuinely realize, no, this is this is bigger than me. I need help. And then to kind of admit that to yourself and go, okay, I do need help. And then to say, hey, can I need help? Can someone come help me? And then it be denied. Well, the problem lies is now I felt, now I feel like I've already told myself I need help. And now that there is no Calvary, I can't. It's hard to then, well, you don't have help. Do it anyway when you've already kind of relegated yourself to like, but I need help, you know? So it's, it's hard because I don't want, I don't want to think that something is bigger than me, you know? But you do understand that there are some things that are bigger than you, right? Well, and then in those cases, if I ask for help and then I don't, I, you know, I don't have help. It really does suck because then it's like, well, this still this can't be bigger than you because you have to still do it, you know. Well, so, that's the beautiful thing about um, conversations and communication with people because I go, ah, you egotistical person, you like this could be for me, this could be for you. Uh-huh. Maybe some not truth to hear, but I go, um, and because we all we all have that audacity attached to us where we we think like the like this being bigger than me. Like there's a lot of things that are like, and I don't know what is bigger than you. Mm-hmm. You know, I know for me, um, the like direction instruction. And I mean, in, in this way, direction, instruction, listening, those things are bigger than me. And what I'm literally saying is, at times, I'm above those things in the opposite form to not want to incorporate them in my journey. So it's interesting, what I'm trying to say as far as the perspective we try to keep is, it's not that those things are bigger than them. You think you're above those things above no what I mean is like I feel like when I say it's bigger than me it's like 
I can't handle this. This is, this is stronger than me. And if I say that it's stronger than me uh, and I need help, then, it, then to me, it me- makes me feel like I can't accomplish it without help. But it puts, I don't want to be in that place because um, help doesn't always come. But you still have to do it. You know what I mean? What is uh, stronger than you? Currently, this stupid art tent. Like, come on. Be honest. Indirectly, you don't want to take it down, correct? It's it's so many things. Because I've really sat here going like, what? Well, no, no, I'm just trying to... I'm trying to assess the 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 small steps. Because I, I, I believe some people at times look at everything in the whole, which could be defeating. I'm not trying to break addiction in... I'm trying to break all vice addiction in five minutes snapping my finger instead of just breaking down. And maybe it's not the same, but instead of just going, I can go to one meeting at four o'clock from one meeting. I could go, you know, two meetings at three o'clock tomorrow. You know, I'm saying in the, in the whole of things, what is the, have you started breaking it down? Yeah. Okay. It's, so that's it's good. the fact that it's the fact that one, um, when I tried to do it during the day, I started getting massively sunburned and it was painful. So I was like, okay, I'll wait until like later when the sun goes down. And then I did. And then, um, that was great. And I was actually getting like stuff done. Uh, but then it got too dark and also I got tired. So then I was like, okay, I will, um, continue this. And I like, I'll start an hour earlier than I did. Um, so that, it doesn't get too dark too fast. Um, and so I, I when it was able to start again, but then um, the next time I had allocated for it, you know, life's unpredictable. Someone needed me. So I was able to um, go and have them. And I have yet to go back and last night I was going to, and um, I just was too tired. And I think that another part is I don't like um, being outside of my room. So I feel not only is it a task I don't want to do, uh, it's a, a task that causes me to be exposed either by the sun or just um, in kind of an environment I don't really want to be in. And so there's already these kind of, it's already a task I don't want to do. Adding other stuff to it makes it that much harder to complete. So I'm trying to, I've tried to do things like, okay, we'll look at it like this instead of like this and change your mindset towards it. And um, like I've gotten myself storage bins for it so that it's an easier. And it's like, I think too, because I know that it's not going to just be done because once it's packed up, it's just going to be packed up in bins because I don't have a way to take it to my bus. So that's yet another element of how am I going to get this done? 
So it's like, it's literally this knot of yarn that keeps on raising different, like once I detangle a little bit, it's like, oh no, there's a new knot. Okay, well, it's like, why is this such an issue? Um, and ADHD does like have a hand in why it's hard for me to like just get out there and tackle it. There's got to be some enjoyment in untangling knots. I know I, I, I am almost tempted to go over there to untangle the knot. And oh, no. I am almost done with this. You're not taking this victory from me. <laughs> and like, that's I'm, who gonna, I am clearly. Like, on the phone. I'm the guy that uh, had epiphany while I was in Tennessee. Because I go, I'm going to really work on being a nicer person. And I watched this couple move. And I go, all right, being nice is I should offer help. And then I immediately saw other people offer them help. And I go, cool. I didn't really want to offer them help. I didn't <laughs> offer, I didn't really want to offer them help so much that when I went to offer help, this is who I am. I apologize. Apologize to myself. I go as the last three boxes are in there. Hey, would you guys like some help? Just so I could go, I offered. <laughs> And I'm so glad I did because on that third box, there was a dildo hanging out of that box. And I go, I'm, I might get along with you people. But, <laughs> you know, that was like, dang, I should have helped them. We could have, something could have manifested. No. But, but nice, it's I, that you I, said I just go, how many people are just genuinely nice? I will have to work at it. You know, I have to really be cognitive and go, oh, I'll be thoughtful today. Yeah. You know, and you just, you just, you got to train it in some kind of, you got to train the muscles in a way, you know, mm -hmm. on our Zen energy, you got to just, it, it, it's something um, very, not necessarily, I'm not looking for therapeutic, but there is something motivating about writing out your day. Just like I, I you know, I want to step into this zone where I, I I write out the inefficiencies and, and it's beautiful about taking time to realize you are right where you need to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've definitely like time matched before and where I literally am just taking account of where my time is going so that I can like look back and go, am I wasting time? Like where, where can I be more efficient and whatnot? But I like that you said um, epiphany because it is, I think that's kind of what I'm looking for right now with spending time with this string because um, I've had times where I was playing um, like Tetris and uh, hold on. It is untangled. And that's what we about here. Untangling as I keep, and you know, and this is where I, I will admit as we, you know, we started, and this is a progression here, as we started to go, company is everything. You are the and company. And I don't know if this got easier to the untangled part of, I mean, you're almost done. I'm not going to take that credit. And I don't know if I was heading in that direction, which I wasn't. I go, this, <laughs> is where you, this is where I'm like, I know it's cheesy and corny, but people to talk to is everything. Well, I remember that's what I was telling you about how, um, like, having, I've, so I asked a few people if they could just like come and sit 
while that- I do that, because with ADHD, it's called doubling, where sometimes it's easier for them to do something if there's just someone else there. I don't know why, but, you know. And that's why, to Lily's point, I go, this is such a beautiful thing because we manifest one another. Because mm-hmm. she told me this yesterday. And here's where also another practice I want people to understand. Because that's all I'm, I, I'm, I want to break down the open word of people. Because some people go, like, for example, I was this person that I just had to say something. Like, I would sit back and watch. Like, I had a time where I was with this one woman, and she's complaining about not finding the right man and what she should have in her life. And I go, you do know I'm with you, right? (laughs) And so I'm like, this makes no sense. And, And then... For Lily yesterday to go, I just need somebody here with me to talk with. And then I go, I'm on the phone with you, right? Like you need the physical form, but I'm, 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 but and it's and in this, I just on both sides as far as people on both sides of it, I go, yo, just be that person. Some people want the credit for the person that they are to the person that they're with. You don't need that. There will always be an aha moment. It doesn't necessarily need to be on your time. Yeah. You know, there yeah, is that I time when you look up and you go, oh, my God. Like, nah, we have really been rocking together for four episodes, five episodes, which now turns into 100 episodes. It's now 1,000 episodes. And here we are at our own studio and such and such and such. Yeah. And I go with people because time is so precious, valuable, and it's, it's not short. It's instant. Time can be instant. There could be an instant. Yeah, because all we have is now. What's that? Yeah, because all we have is now. Because I don't agree with short, but I could see short. Like I go, you know, as far as my struggle with addiction, 10 to 12 to 15 years of cocaine abuse. And in the short period of time, it was a cert, it was a change over whereas a year in eight months clean you know that's short when you look at the time of use so i just perception and that's what we keep in this aspect is like you your your sorrow your worry your dark state you know it makes life long but understand it is a short fix and I'm not talking to, I mean, you know, good, bad. I don't, you know, in the light of everything, you could, you could, it's a, it's not the short fix that it has to be the final fix, but it's the new chapter where you close that book or you just keep writing in the same book as we continue on with this Zen energy. And as Confessions from an Addict still sits here with, we calling her the, then hold on, let me check, make sure I say this right. We call her the high priestess because she is the high priestess to this manifestation that we're going on this journey. Because she, I will say this, Lily will go, you know, you walked around this tree five times. Well, I want to walk around the motherfucker again, okay? That's fine. I just am telling you as you enjoy your process, that's cool. I'll be over here fertilizing this grass, whatever the case may be. (laughs) But 
as you make the moat around the tree. Yeah. Like the beautiful thing about us is I'm always listening. It may not be right then that it hits, but it'll be another time that it hits, you know, Mm -hmm. and I want us to understand that life really does fall in place, but it all depends on whether your eyes are open or closed, like your ears are open, your your, your mouth is shut, you know, and I had this, uh, I will say experience. I look at things now, everything's an experience. Everything is universally, when you're universally sound, and I know that sounds like some bullshit, but now that I'm universally sound, like like in in my own cloak, own skin, everything is a message. And today mm-hmm. I was um, watching the Drunk Champs, and they had Mike Tyson on, who's like my favorite, indirectly my favorite person in the universe, beside aside Corey Holcomb, you know, where I go, he was as destructive and as loved and as hated as anybody on this planet at one time and feared all those things you know what i mean and yeah. he had this hard lifestyle and you go and he and he landed himself in jail young and and yet landing himself in jail young he runs into a trainer this trainer worked with him he meets muhammad ali in there you know so i just want people to understand like there's something that sets you back to fall to 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 spring forward you know mm-hmm. we look at setbacks in this whole thing like oh man now it's gonna take this but maybe that wasn't supposed to take you there yeah we have to have this optimistic centered not self-centered but centered view of things with this why we have this yin and yang with us because i like it goes like yo if he didn't go to jail he might not be mike tyson and I know that sounds crazy to say, but that's why I want to get people to the language of getting rid of, in my opinion, jadedness. Mm-hmm. We use bitter, and bitter is such a a word of like action because people that are usually bitter, they just have this kind of, let's be honest, a hateful attitude towards life, people, you know, environment. But jaded, jaded is like this experience that you held on to that you felt you were either wrong or you felt yeah. that it should have went different. And I'm trying to say to you, hey, sometimes when things go there to make you who you are, to make who you are better. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I'm, I, I, I say that so much because I, I, who's ever listening, I go, whatever state you're in, man, it's a blessing. Everything, if you look at it, as far as your journey, you got to look at it. Well, how did I get myself into this? And yeah, exactly. I know I'm going to get myself out. And Exactly. And it I may not even be a you yourself to get yourself out. Because I look at it, Muhammad Ali saved his life and Bobby Seward gave him what his life was that he understood it. it's meant to be saved. Well, but he, but I will still say this though, is they might been like, the catalyst to kind of help, but it was still him that had to do it. You know, he could have easily been like, no. Oh, absolutely. But, um, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, with his talent and everything and not everybody gets those. Well, just in general of like, I think there's some people that live, 
um, thinking that I'm waiting to be saved. Like, okay, big, big example would be. Oh, you're a choice that needs to take place. Within, because um, it's actually probably a year. I think this is a year um, because I started like being in the, you know, the comedy scene in June of last year. And um, it's funny because prior to that, you know, for a good three years, I'm, I'm trying to rally all my friends and, you know, we gotta be a team, we gotta be a team. Let's, let's make, let's do this. Let's, you know, team up. And, and I could not get them to understand or hear or do, you know, and if anything, that team unbeknownst to me was going to be pulled apart because one, uh, the pandemic and two, the exodus of California made a lot of them actually, you know, leave. Um, and so I kind of realized that I'm tired of trying to make the people around me, the company that I have around me, be the one, be the doers that I need. I need to be the doer that I need to be. And then my company will find me. And I think that that's a great testament of like finding the people that I can work with now um, is only possible because I, a year ago was like, something has to give and I have to go and start it. It has to be me to start. I can't just hope that someone else will come and be like, let's, let's do this together simultaneously. And, you know, uh, we'll make it. No, I didn't have anybody like that around me. I had to go find people that were willing to do that. And, and it's such an interesting yeah. dynamic between us because I, I, I've always been an individual on a team. You mm-hmm. know, I've been the, you know, baseball player that goes, I'll help us win with the attitude because you guys suck. And that's not the way to be. <laughs> you, you've player. always been the Babe Ruth. Nah, I wouldn't say Babe Ruth because I, I mean, come on, you went with the only white player you know because I know you don't know shit about sports. No, I went with the only player I didn't know. <laughs> Thank you. That's the only fucking player you knew. You decided to be the. Uh, the I would assume ball. it's a good one because he was like, you know, I yeah, can't well, understand like, you guys want to practice grounders? Like, Lily no. watched Sandlot 10 times, and that's the only fucking person they talked about. Congratulations. No, um, <laughs> there was just also something about, you know, because my ego is striving for the glory, you know, and um, so it's interesting you're meeting me that goes, now nah, I can see the, the beauty in a team. Just saying, as far as the randomness of someone that loves team and someone that goes, I it's still all about me, but I'll play with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'll play with you because those girls are watching, but indirectly, 
I'm not going to invite you over later to hang out with me and these girls. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, tell well, me you're a narcissist without telling me you're a narcissist. Oh man. I'm the, <laughs> I was the best. Like I wore that on my sleeve. Like, why are you guys crying? I went, had a great game. You didn't see how well I played. We lost seven to three. Yeah. All three runs by me. Shit. <laughs> Cheer up. <laughs> the fuck got you so low. I'm winning. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm not really. And then you get the rude awakening of college. Like, oh, shit. This is the aspect of a team where we all help each other. And they're yeah. a lot better. I, I, the, the, it's like the better because of the better player and their work, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And kind of the league. Like, it, it, it's fun, I will say, with the weed having me grounded, because I go, come on, now now they, everything is out the bag where I go, dude, you played against really weak competition. Calm the fuck down in your D10 league. Then it goes, dude, you, you know, with a lot of stuff relationship-wide, dude, you hit on the single mother and with her two kids and just got fresh off being hurt and wounded. Calm down with the level of, I got women and I understand the game. You know what I'm saying? Um, all this, all this, you know, coming to now as we get to this, this, this is the Zen of like being okay with really who you are, where I really reflect at this 40 where it goes, dude, I did all the, yeah. Someone always backed you chill out. Mama's boy. You know what I mean? Like you get these things. And for the first time, which I do love about weed, you get to laugh like, damn, I really, bigged myself up for no fucking reason yeah i love that we both have an inner voice that like will shit talk us like but it's not it's not like a um i self-soothe with sarcasm you know what i mean like i almost bring myself down to um and not not in the way of put myself down but like bring yourself down. So if you get, if you feel like you're going to be making excuses or if you feel like you're going to do like a self lie and believe something, you're like, no, you got to be that your inner bully and be like, actually, you're not, you're not shit. So how about, how about you just. And it's just to change that it's now I'm even working on that. Like, cause not shit. Like you really have to be like, not shit me with me just on the it goes you don't take showers you don't clean up you lay around you don't even go outside you don't like you really have to do a lot to not be shit and that's why on zen energy it's a we have to really use the proper terms in context when it comes to taking control of our lives and what they really are mm-hmm. you know and that's where the beauty can start of growth cuz i go okay you have vices like, because first you go, you go, oh, man, I don't have any money. I'm fucking broke. Calm down. You have money. You choose to give it away. You're yeah. not fucking broke. Yeah. Just alone money. this weekend, I go over as far as what was grossed on all ends. I go, damn, dude. No, you really just fucked off $600. Yeah. You have money. And this is where everybody needs to simplify and say what it is. Be precise when it comes to your person. You're not really, you know, 
Like, you're not really alone. You walk outside, you go somewhere, you go to the park. Unless it's not one, two in the fucking morning, which even then you got to be like, yeah, I kind of should be alone. Who the fuck is really out here? You know? Well, the park. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why it's, it's you, even like when we, you know, like I want to incorporate meditation more into my life. Because I've always been embarrassed, like I'm closing my eyes, sitting alone. And it's like, you hear that voice? Where are you alone? You hear that sound? There's something moving. There's energy around you. You're not truly alone. Yeah. You're not truly your mistakes. If you were truly your mistakes, you wouldn't see them. Well, you know what I mean? You wouldn't, you wouldn't see them for what they are as a mistake. Like. Exactly. Like, like you would just, you would just constantly just, you know, like we, it's the results that we get caught up on. That's why I say, is it the money? Like, what is it about money that, that can inspire? <laughs> money makes things easier. Okay. Money, money makes things possible. And on the easier tip, there's people that it's easier to get drugs. It's easier to get women. It's easier to get destructive. Yeah. It just, it makes all things easier. <laughs> doesn't necessarily make things better. Because honestly, it's interesting um, to, to think about like, okay, well. Well, it all depends. You don't ever know what some kind of drugs and women people are getting. Uh, like if you have all the money, you're, I would think you would lose your creativity because, um, you have to be creative when you don't have money. So can we say giving up everything is the spark of creativity? Well, if you gave up everything, wouldn't you then just not need creativity? Well, I look at creativity as a life force. You it, Like, if you're not creative, you're dead. I well, mean, and if, if you gave if, up everything. Because we all, like, it's, you know, we create thought. We create, um, most of we create thought. We create... Um, I don't want to say food, but you know, there's something always getting turned on when we get up. Mm -hmm. Energy. Our, our bowel Energy movements and whatnot, our release of urination, our eyes opening, there's something getting turned on. So like that engine, you're still creating a ignition. But isn't it interesting how we hear people go like, oh, I'm not a creative person. And that's okay. It's okay when there's no stigma if someone says that. But like, if you say, oh, I'm not an administrative person. You know what I mean? I'm not a real neurotypical person. Well, then something's wrong with you. I always find like, that fascinating because I, I, in certain things I go, I didn't ask. <laughs> the amazing things that people will offer up. And, um, like that, that, like, 
just this, the the communication over the weekend was was such a odd experience on all ends because you go, this dude really asked my daughter drinks to smoke. What the fuck would that matter? And you can tell it really bothered you because I go, you're being personal, motherfucker. And this is where it comes, Angry Buddha, where I go, how does this progress to be a positive? And what the fuck does it do for you if she does? Yeah. you really want to attack next. I Like, everything gets hypersensitive. And it goes, ding, ding, are you trying to attack a parenting? Ding, ding, are you trying to see if she's the type that you can get her a drink, buy her a drink, smoke with her, try to get along, try to... Do and then it's like, why the fuck would you want to know? Because you're trying to assess whether she's a good girl or not. The fuck do you need to know? Yeah, what is your intention? And this is why just the yin and yang of it, it would have been so beautiful if it was a cuss out. And that's where, like, you you see, we are near, we are, if you really assess things, we really are trying to be like our parents to be better than, in a sense. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, we are basically going, I didn't have this. This is what I wanted. So this is what I will do because this is what I wanted. Because I would have loved to channel my father right there. My father would have, especially him being a white man, it would have been a couple crack of motherfuckers. Mind your fucking business and da-da-da. All, I mean, it would have been epic. But there's something simplistic in saying, hey, that's enough. Yeah. And he understood. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's and the that's higher where, as we reach this close of the zen sometimes you gotta say that's enough and in entangling exactly. the things that you want to entangle in your life you, you, sometimes it's sometimes that rest will yarn all over you that was enough for that day that's what and you needed with the entanglement that's enough of entangling Sometimes it's as simple people are saying, that's enough. And if you say it strong enough to yourself a couple of times, the destructive behavior, that's enough. Mm-hmm. The negative thoughts, that's enough. Two words. As much as there's, you know, well, you got to do this. Well, you got you to go out and you got to talk. No, sometimes that's enough. Is all you need to hear. And as we close... And in this show, I will say that's enough. And I appreciate y'all for being with us today. And we will continue tomorrow. Actually, I would love your opinions on you get email at Zen Energy. Is that what it is? Our Zen Energy? Our Zenergy Zone. Our Zenergy Zone. One more time. Our Zenergy Zone at gmail.com. There you go. There you have it. And we also are on Instagram. We started something new there. And I'm going to try to copy this link and hopefully Lily, Lily can entangle and copy this link and post it on Instagram on our Zenergy.com as we take this new journey. I thank you all for being with us, taking the time to listen. And hopefully, even though we said that's enough, you go, you got more of us to come. So uh <laughs> Have a great day. I'm Marcus Griffin and I'm Lily. Beautiful. Good day, y'all. Bye.
Bye.